This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. It's Freestyle Friday, and I am Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings in Norman, Oklahoma, and you're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for January 25th, episode 2105, brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, Horse World. More than 200 million Americans dealing with an Arctic blast, winter weather alerts from the Rockies to New England, even into the Deep South. Millions of Americans are battling dangerously low temperatures as a cold outbreak continues to freeze much of the U.S. It made me cold. That made me cold. Like hearing that wind yeah. is like, I, I was like, they turned around to see if a door was open. Okay. Um, <laughs> Do you want to hear something I'm, ironic? That I did that piece two years ago in January. So yeah, nothing's well, changed. January sucks <laughs> yeah. everywhere. Sorry to all the people that are dealing with winter. It's pretty terrible here too. Um, well, I just have some news we have to get to real quick because the Eclipse Awards were named last night and it has been hotly contested between the Triple Crown winner, undefeated Triple Crown winner, Justify, and also Accelerate, who has won, I think, five grade ones, five of six career starts this entire uh, or five uh, he's won six of seven, five of which were grade one, excuse me. Um, and so it was very, very hotly contested. It's voted on by all the members of the, uh, I don't know, the Academy. And not- it's supposed to be writers and things. I don't know. Writers, owners. Who knows them know. who's actually voting? <laughs> I'd like to thank the Academy uh, and the winner of the 2018 Horse of the Year went to Justify. <laughs> Woo! How could you not name an undefeated triple crown winner that did not run a two? But it was contested. So Accelerate did win older dirt male. So Accelerate did get something. Uh, the two-year-old male went to game winner, two-year-old Philly, Jaywalk, three-year-old male, Justify, three-year-old Philly, Monomoy Girl. Accelerate was the older dirt male, older dirt female was unique Bella. Male sprinter Roy H. I really need to focus on by turf horse and sprinters because I, 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 I didn't know these horses. Stormy Liberal was a male turf horse. Sister Charlie, the female turf horse. Horse. Uh, let's see the breeder John Gunther, uh, which is who bred Justify, and then trainer went to Chad Bra- Chad Brown. Yay, Chad! Jockey Irad Ortiz Jr. And so we'll hear a lot more from the Apprentice Jockey Eclipse Award winner Weston Hamilton. So we'll be looking for that name in the future. There you go. I just wanted to give you a little bit of the news and keep in mind that the Pegasus World Cup is this weekend and that goes four million dollars and accelerate is in that so it's going to be a fantastic race and remember we talked to dean who used to own uh, dean uh, who used to own um mucho macho man dean reeves, dean reeves yeah. and and they have a horse in the turf so it's going to be great they split it into two races instead of just one you know so, 
We should send Jemmy's with us this morning. Jennifer had other things she had to get accomplished today. Jemmy, you're right down the street from Gulfstream. We should send it, her down there as our roving reporter with a big hat. Okay. She could wear a big hat and show up knowing nothing Only about horse racing. There better be flowers flowing right off the hat. I need to be a complete spectacle. Now, here's the deal. This is, uh, you're probably a little late. And Glenn, basically, that hat means it's going to cost you money. Oh, that's um, true. I forgot. Oh, no hat. <laughs> next year, you guys should do this for Finding Florida. You should go to the Pegasus for Finding Florida. Oh, that'd be fun. Yeah, okay. she's never been to a horse race. race. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. And what great sound that would be. Yeah, it'd be <laughs> yes. awesome. So, hey, uh, Jimmy, tell hey, us. Hey, Dean what Reeves could probably get us in his box. What do you think? No, he won't. Oh. He would never. Oh, okay. He doesn't like you that much. <laughs> uh, what's coming up on today's show, Jimmy? <laughs> oh, man. Well, on today's show, inventor uh, Camilla Mortensen joins in to share, us, uh, share her saga of figuring out why her horse wasn't jumping. Rachel Long from Idaho wrote in USHJA's Gold Star Clinic with Katie Prudent last week, and she'll come on to tell us all about it. Jamie's bringing us the trainer tip of the week, and Glenn is bringing us his latest for Really Bad Ads. You don't want to miss any of it. Thank you, Jemmy. Well, and if for live listeners, if you're listening live right now, and just let me know, drop me a Facebook message, a private message that lets us know whether our sound is better than it was earlier in the week. We hope we have the problem fixed, and we apologize to anybody listening earlier in the week. Hopefully we caught it on the recorded version, but it was pretty crappy. It brought us back to blog talk days. Oh, the happy memories there, Jamie. You sound better to me, so... Okay, good, good. It's got to be better. All right, good. Well, um, Daily Winnie time. Well, happy birthday to Auditor Aaron Anderson. We wish you a very happy birthday today. We have had a bunch of new auditors signing up over the last month. A lot of you have not entered into the HRN Auditor Room yet. If you have signed up as an auditor, just search for HRN Auditors on Facebook and ask to get in the room and we'll we'll enter you. So you're missing out. A lot going on in there. Uh, a lot going on in there. Literally like 100 posts yesterday. So definitely check it out. <laughs> and it is your turn. Oh, my gosh. Jemmy, I need you to uh, turn on your mic for this because I'm sure you've had more yes. experience. Oh, no. um, last night, Lucas lost his first tooth. What? <gasps> It's like Yay! a really big deal yeah. when you're five and a half to lose a tooth. And oh, congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. I told him he was grounded because he's growing up and to go to his room, but he did not. <laughs> um, whenever he like reads something or like does something that's seriously like way adult, I'm like, you're grounded. Go to your room. Turn back into a baby. <laughs> anyway, so I... I, I, you know, like had that like gross, like hanging off thing. And so, you know, I'm like, I can't, I can't deal with it. Daddy, 
you're handling it. And so Chad goes into the bathroom. He's like, I'm going to pull it. And Lucas is like, pull it, daddy, pull it. And I don't know what happened in there, but like five minutes, 10 minutes go by. I come in and it's still like hanging out of his mouth. I'm like, what's your problem? He's like, I can't get Lots it. Lots of negotiations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Freaking out. Yeah. So I just, I, he was like, you're, you're going to have to get it. I can't get it. And I'm like, I can't do it. So I grabbed a paper towel. I put it around and I was like, okay, ready? One, two. And I just popped it off on two and I Wow. <laughs> so now Lucas is going to school. My mama pulled my tooth out. And so the tooth fairy came last night and gave him four dollars. Wow. Dollar bills Inflation. Jeez. Right? I used to get a quarter. A quarter. You were lucky if you got a quarter. Oh, my God. You should hear what I hear other parents give their kids. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Oh, yeah. No. The Tooth Fairy went into his uh, the, the Tooth Fairy's wallet and found 20s and four singles. And I was like, uh, the Tooth Fairy said, four singles it is. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so so Lucas was very excited. And you know what? When when you go to put the tooth under your pillow, that's a very tiny, tiny little thing to put under a pillow. And I, if I had planned ahead, I would have bought like a tooth pillow with this little pocket in it, but I didn't. And so I said, Lucas, how is the tooth fairy going to be able to find your single tooth? And he's like, it's a tooth fairy. She can find it. And I was like, I think the tooth fairy needs you to put that in a Ziploc. <laughs> Did he? So, you know, they, <laughs> I was going to say, they sell little tooth boxes on Amazon um, that I, I bought one for Jordan. What's funny is when I, I didn't realize it until I got it home and I opened it and there's, there's holes to put each tooth, but it's only a bottom row of holes. I'm like, where do I put his upper teeth? Where do I, where do I put them? Yeah. <laughs> it's only half a box. I don't know. I I, I I was looking on Amazon last night. We got to get you a tooth pillow, buddy, because uh, yeah, so, so miracles upon miracles. He put the tooth in the Ziploc baggie and he woke up this morning and there was $4 in the Ziploc and the tooth was gone. So it was pretty amazing. Now, and he woke up at 545 to run into my room to tell me that he got $4 <laughs> for the tooth fairy. We did. I grew up in a family of four boys. So we really did the whole thing about tie the string around the tooth to the doorknob and slam the door. Yes, we did that okay. many times, especially oh, yeah. to my younger brother. Because uh, we just all told him that he was the youngest. We just all told him that that's it. You wouldn't get the money unless we did it that way. So every oh time, God, you're horrible. <laughs> Chad says that his parents just came at him with the pliers, and they're like, "Come on, give it to me." And you what know what? I said, and, exactly. I said to Lucas, "I go, you know what, buddy? You're on your own." <laughs> but eventually, it will fall out. Big eventually, horse girl here. <laughs> Well, grow. Yeah. Give me, I'll call the vet. Get the vet out here. I'm not doing it. And then I had to pull it off and it popped like you squished a bug. It was so gross. (laughs) But anyway. You would pop an abscess that has a gallon of fluid in it. True. Shoot that pus out. I don't care. But let me pull a tooth from my kid's mouth. Disgusting. Gross. No. And I have like 20 more to go. Oh my God. I can't. Actually, Lucas, I think last time I was down, showed me his tooth box. And I was surprised how small little kids' teeth are, actually. That would come out of them. You're right. They are pretty tiny. I was surprised. All right. It is time, before we get to our first guest, to do some celebrity and horses in the news. 
I only have one celebrity family and horses in the news today, and well, it, it's enough to be honest. Uh, it, two stories that contain the God of Thunder's families. Uh, it's <gasps> the God of Thunder, son of Odin. Uh, first is that Chris Helmsworth makes paper horses. Hemsworth. For, he, 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 sorry, why did I say that wrong? Hemsworth makes paper horses for his six-year-old daughter, shirtless. Yes, there is a picture. I posted in the auto room this morning. I will post it over on Horses in the Morning Facebook page for all the ladies. Apparently, he is squishy, and he makes little horses for his daughter, and um, he let does me, it let shirtless. Let me stop you there. There is nothing squishy about that man. No, no, there really is not. He is shirtless, <laughs> folding, like sitting. You know when you sit down and you lean forward and you get like rolls on your stomach? No. There he are no have rolls. Those. He's got like skin no. and muscle. There's and nothing squishy. Let me talk about his daughter. As if that wasn't enough to make all the ladies in the audience, you know, pine after him. Um, his wife, Elsa is a rider, at, really a serious rider, and his six-year-old daughter loves, loves, loves horses. Her name is India Rose, and she goes riding all the time. So there were they had pictures of them spotted riding near the family's home in Byron Bay on the northern New South Wales coast, and also had pictures of them riding on the beach, mother and daughter, so they go out riding all the time. Apparently she's horse crazy. There were even pictures of her giving her horse a bath after. So, for all of you that wanted the daughter that turned horsey, they got one. So you can feel jealous. He's about not that. only the king of Asgard, he is also a horse guy with a little horsey daughter, and he is like his wife's I mean, pretty hot too, as you would imagine. I don't know. It's like there's nothing you say. Yeah, do you remember for those who for the, I'll give you a tidbit for those who were watching. Um, I believe it was number two or number three. Thor number two and number three, and Thor walked in and ended up in the subway and took the subway somewhere. And there was this like blonde woman, and he looks up at her and he's like, "Hey!" And then gets out. That was his wife. She's in the subway with him. I'm sure everybody remembers that. Or you could just look her picture up on uh, Entertainment Tonight and find it all over the place. Come on! How do you not remember that? (laughs) And that's it for Celebrities and Horses in the News for this week. It was just a Thor day. It was. That's all you needed. I will post that while you're doing this interview. I will post a picture of our horses in the morning, and you can all thank me later. Can I also mention that Thor's brother, Liam Hemsworth... Married Miley Cyrus? Yes. I'm still just confused by that. And do you know what that means? That means Miley Cyrus gets to spend like Christmas morning with Thor. I hate her. Anyway, carry on. What's next? (laughs) It's just unfair, right? You guys get to hang out every day with the god of podcasting. No, no, the most. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. She hangs up with Thor. Her father's a rock star, and she's also a rock star. Come on. No. (laughs) Yeah, he wins. All right. Let's get to our guest who's really sorry she came on this morning. Hey, good morning, Camilla. How are you? Good. How are you? We are good. Please tell me that you are a fan of Thor, and maybe you know him, and you can give me his phone number. No? I'm, yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Only in the true true Scandinavian form. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Camilla, we have you on because you wrote a fantastic article for the Chronicle of the Horse. You are an inventor, but you did something very non-inventor-like. Well, I, I can't say that. 
because I'm an eventer too, and and we do stuff like this. Eventers, your horse in eventing will only event because it wants to. And when your horse doesn't want to event, they're trying to tell you something. So tell first of all, tell us about your mare. So my little mare is a little 15 hand, uh, 15 one Irish sport horse, little Spitfire. And she is very opinionated, very sassy. And historically, she has jumped the moon for me. I've competed her up through preliminary eventing, which was not a life goal. I was a hunter jumper, and I thought that training level was about all I'd ever do. And so she has gone up through prelim. It was not a life goal, but you came into the season of 2018 with a pretty lofty goal. Yeah, I was shooting to qualify for a one-star and compete either out at uh, Rebecca Farm in Montana or a more uh, local one at Aspen Farm Horse Trials in Washington. And um, we'd had a pretty decent season last year, so I was thinking we were underway. We'd had a couple clinics. We'd had a nice round um, beginning of the summer and figured that we were we were on it. And I took her to do the, actually the training three day at Rebecca because I hadn't qualified for the one star yet. So I thought that I would um, start a little, start a little bit lower and, it, you know, the training three days pretty close to prelim and she ran out at fence two, which is unheard of for her. She's had run outs, but usually because I screw up, not just coming up to fence two. Mm-hmm. And um, in a true eventer moment, I, the stirrup came off um, completely. And I realized that right before my second attempt at fence two. And so I decided, well, we'll just see how far around we make this course without a stirrup entirely. Um, Uh, That always goes well. And we got to fence five before, (laughs) right? Yeah, you can see where that's going. So we got to fence five before um, I wound up in the dirt watching her hightail it out to the uh, canola fields. Oh, God, that's always fun. (laughs) Especially when they don't want to be caught. Um, So... We, uh, we treated her for ulcers, thinking that was what made her act kind of funny. And I brought her back for another show, uh, back at training again, thinking we'd get our, um, our feet underneath us, so to speak. And to my shock and horror, we didn't even get over fence one. Really? I hear your kitty. Oh, so, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, he's, um, he's decided to come on in here and uh, have some conversation. Uh, <laughs> That's sounds yeah. fun. He's a barn cat. He feels we should be up early and he should be having his breakfast. <laughs> um, yeah, we didn't get him. And I was um, shocked and upset. And I kind of had a bunch of different options. I had tried different things coming up to the fence, changing my rain, changing different things. And uh, I think the unusual part you were thinking about is the one thing I didn't do is uh, I didn't hit her um, because something was wrong. And I know normally your horse refuses, you give them a tap. And in this case, it wasn't the kind of refusal my horse gives. And so I asked her to jump, but I, I chose not to reprimand her for not jumping. And see, this is what I like is that you, <clears throat> excuse me, you made this conscious decision not to reprimand your horse. To me, when a horse comes up to a jump and stops, there's a reason, just like you said, and especially for her and the people in the crowd were like, why didn't you just hit her? If you take a horse up to a fence and then you induce pain, 
there's there's that that, that's not going to make your horse want to jump willingly it may force them over the jump once or twice but it's just going to spiral downwards from there so i completely agree with you not giving your horse a big old whack right in front of the jump i mean who would want to do that so uh i mean i guess lots of people do that but uh, i agreed with you so much on that but what i really liked was what you decided to do with your trainer what your horse isn't a hundred percent. You know something's wrong. She's screaming at you something's wrong, but you don't know what it is. So you just tried to figure it out. Yeah, we decided to we would hit the reset button. I would scratch the shows and then I decided to to just kind of break it down and figure out what 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 was the part that was bothering her because we knew she'd had ulcers, but we didn't know what had caused them. So I took the saddle away. I took most of the bridle away. Um I uh cheerfully admit that my dressage trainer called the animal communicator for me um we gave her body work and wait stop 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 right there well, let's go back to the animal communicator <laughs> so i i have this thing with animal communicators on the show and we've had them on and we've gone back and forth so what did the animal communicator say uh she said that um that kyra was indeed not feeling quite right in her tummy which was the ulcers uh, she also said that she was feeling pinchy in her shoulders and that, um, this is where it does get a little, Kyra likes to fly like a Pegasus and instead, uh, she couldn't lift off the ground. Um, and then the final thing she said, which is my personal favorite was that Kyra, who had previously spoken to the animal communicator through my dressage trainer, liked the previous animal communicator better. <laughs> That's funny. But you know what? I mean, you can, uh, you can lend a little bit of uh, credence to it because what did you end up doing next? Uh, I felt my, ran my hands around the saddle and I have a, a, a lovely saddle that she's been in for several years. So I hadn't really thought about that. And the, the shoulders did feel tight. Cairo's little, but she's uh, she's got draft horse in her Irish draft. So she's actually kind of bulked out now that she's turning 10. And so I called the saddle fitter and um, she, bless her heart, like came down within three days and looked at the saddle and it didn't fit at all. Uh, it had been made for a different horse. It always looked like it fit me, fit Cairo to me, but it had too much padding in the back. It had too much padding in the shoulder. It had... Um, too much around the wither. It just generally didn't fit Cairo at all, which was in keeping with how much better she felt when I had started riding her bareback. Mm-hmm. So yes. she got the saddle refit, which takes like a month. And so I rode bareback for a month and I was like, I don't need no stirrups November. I didn't use the saddle at all for <laughs> four weeks. Yeah. So, and, and how is Cairo feeling now? Um, she, when we, when we put the refit saddle on her, had a complete attitude change. Um, both my friend that I jumped with and my dressage trainer could totally see she was striding out different. She looked a lot happier and she just acted, she's always a little bit sassy. She swishes her tail. She tosses her head. She gives me a lot of feedback, shall we say, but all of a sudden the feedback was her normal. I'm having a conversation with you and not this sort of sullen, angry, giving you the hoof. I don't want to do this that she had been doing before. That's fantastic. I'm so glad. I swear to you, they tell you, they tell you something. We just need to learn how to speak horse and start to understand what they're telling you because clearly she was telling you something for a while. And finally she's like, no, I'm done because this hurts. And 
congratulations yep. to you for spending the time and the money and the effort to figure it out as opposed to just beating her over the fence, you know? Yeah. And I'm sure now that, you know, if there's going to be some, some trust to build back where I'm going, are you going to jump? And she's like, are you going to hurt? And yeah. so we'll, we'll get through that. Well, hey, girl, just take your time and get it done. And congratulations on the article in the Chronicle. It's chronophorce.com. And you can just look for the article. It's called Back to the Future. And congratulations, Camilla. I look forward to seeing you out there. Thank you so much. Thanks, Camilla. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. If you head on over to the Chronicle, too, and read the article, she did uh, do some interesting adventures with her horse while her horse was off and uh, got some fun stuff done, including riding in the Cascade Mountains and and all kinds of different stuff, and including doing a glamour photo shoot with her horse. So, Oh, my gosh. I've had so many teenagers at my house that would do glamour photo shoots. It's like, it's what kids do now. I mean, I don't know about Camilla. She doesn't sound like a kid, but... These kids, they they take a hundred pictures of them standing with their horse, and they post one on Instagram. Yep, and they're like waiting for likes. <gasps> Bradley hasn't even liked it yet. Has he seen it? Well, I don't know because he hasn't clicked like. I mean, I posted it eight minutes ago. Where is Bradley? And what about Jonathan? I don't know about Jonathan. What about Dylan? Did Dylan like it yet? Oh my god. Yeah. That's a thing. <laughs> all right, let's I'm take... sure that Camilla was not like that. No, again, not at all. all. The teenagers at my house were. <laughs> That's funny. All right, let's take a uh, break for Kentucky Performance Products, and we're coming back. We have another guest coming up. Rachel Long is going to be joining us from Idaho. Not exactly the place that you expect to hear from a, a champion show jumper, but we're going to find out about that coming up. No words can describe the depth of the bond between a horse and his person. A kiss at the gate just before you turn him out. The soft touch of his muzzle on your hand as he scoops up the treat out of your palm. The warmth of his body under your legs as you saunter bareback across the pasture. The beat of his hooves as you gallop in perfect rhythm cross country. The sensation of flying as you clear the oxer the sense of peace that comes over you as you walk together down the quiet trail. The sound of him contently eating his dinner. The feel of his warm, soft coat under your hand. The feeling you get when it's just you and your horse. It's why we do what we do at Kentucky Performance Products. This feeling is brought to you by Equijewel. Fight back against an energy crisis that can impact condition and performance. Equijewel is a high-fat, low-starch and sugar formula that was developed to safely meet the energy needs of your horse. The horse that matters to you matters to us. Well, now coming up, we have a young rider named Rachel Long. She is out of Idaho, and she is a jumper. Good morning, Rachel. Good morning. Thanks for joining us today. Rachel, I got to start with, I didn't know Idaho was known for for its uh, world-class jumping. (laughs) Well, there aren't a ton of us, but uh, you know, in Idaho, that we have more horses than people uh, sometimes, so... A lot Western, but there are some English, a lot of eventing, and then some show jumping. So, yeah. So you don't have to travel too far for shows then? No, we don't. We show a lot in the Pacific Northwest, in Oregon and Washington, 
we have Canada, which is really close. So we show maybe you drive about 10 hours max for our regular shows. And we've been talking a lot about the weather this week. I assume it's a little chilly in Idaho. Yeah, we actually don't stay in Idaho for the whole winter because it's too cold to keep the horses going. We winter in Tucson, Arizona. Okay, so you head down to Tucson. Very cool. Well, you got to do a clinic here recently. First of all, tell us about your horse or your main horse. Which one? Do, which one do you ride the most? So my main horse right now is a little mare. Her name is Pampa Elala, and she's nine this year. And we imported her from Chile not quite a year ago. Um, she's pretty small. She's about sixteen hands, but she is very feisty, very hot, and (laughs) she jumps the moon. (laughs) (laughs) She has that Latin blood. Uh, Got her from Chile. She has the Latin blood, yeah. She's spicy. (laughs) So, what, is she a warm blood? Yeah, she is. She's a warm blood, a little thoroughbred in her, but uh, yeah. Wow, that's you don't usually hear about. I expected you to say the horse came from Europe, like everybody else. You know, you you kind of surprised me. So now you've been going up through the ranks with this horse, and you went to the Zone Jumper Championships, right, out there? Yes, I did, in Thermal, California. And how'd you do? Um, It went pretty well. It was her first championship, so she got, there were two rounds in one day, which was very new for her, and she got a little bit extra hot in the second round, so we had a few rails, but she jumped so much better than I could have imagined. She was so great for her first championship. And thermal is kind of an atmosphere to ride in, too. It's a little different than probably what you're used to. Uh, and it, it's very cool. It's like the Wellington of the West Coast. It is, for sure. It's a fun show. It's, we, we have a lot of fun when we go down there. So then, you, because you went to the Zone Jumper Championships, you qualified to attend a clinic with the god of jumping, Katie Prudent. And how did that go? What was that like? Oh, it was amazing. It was so much fun. You know, um, Katie found the perfect way of pushing us to, you know, kind of almost our limit, but still finding a way to be really, really encouraging and making all of the athletes who were there, like, really want to get it perfect for her. So a little less George Morris-like and a little more encouraging? Yeah, she still had that, you know, taskmaster way about her. Like, uh, she really wanted us to master every single task, but she was very encouraging in the way that she explained it to us. If if one of us had some trouble with our horse or a little problem with us or our confidence, she would take the time and really explain how to go through the process. And uh, she she really wanted us to be able to to get it down. Yeah, and of course, she, you know, for those that are wondering, I mean, she was back probably, what, the 70s, in early 80s? I think she was on the 80 U.S. Olympic team, um, and it didn't yeah. end up competing because of the U.S. boycott of the Olympics that year. It was supposed to be in Russia. But she goes back, I mean, she's yeah. one of the names, the household names back then in jumping. What do you think you got out of it the most? What did you, what did she, what did she point out to you that you went, oh, yeah? Um, well, with my mare in particular, with her being so hot, her flat work has been very difficult. So she really helped me come 
look at my flat work in a new perspective, uh, in a new view, and really help me find a way around kind of her quirks to get into her and really get some flat work done so we can improve our jumping and make our jump off time a little faster. It's interesting when we uh, we do a jumping episode here once a month, and Emily hosts it. And one of the questions she gets a lot is how important is flat work? And she just every, almost every answer to every jumping question is the flat work. You gotta you gotta figure out the flat work. It's always that for sure. Yeah, and and it's easy to because that's kind of boring, right? It's easy to to overlook some of that, or to after you get jumping, not to go back and and practice it over and over again. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of, it, it can be boring for sure, but it is definitely the base of the pyramid. Yep. So you got to have a strong base in there. So what do you hope to do? Or How old are you now, can I ask? I'm 17 right now. So you're still in high school? Yes, I'm finishing my senior year right now. And are you going to college? Have you, have you been accepted? Or are you going to go full-time into horses? Um, yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan. I was, I'm at the moment, I'm planning on taking a gap year, kind of go show a little bit, and then go to college and get that done, and then hopefully full-time into horses after that. Isn't that, Jamie, what every horse girl says? Let's go to college, get that done, and back to horses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Good luck with that. Are you, do you hope to ride in college? On a college team? Yeah, for yeah. sure. I'm hoping uh, my parents aren't super down with it yet but my idea is to do online so i can keep showing oh well you can always show isj well, what is that i can't ever use that term but the, you can always show in college too i mean you can join one of the colleges that have yeah, a team. yeah i looked into that as well yeah at least you get to do both that way and ride a lot of horses one of the good things that the college girls end up with is because they they have to catch ride at all the shows uh they get to ride a lot of different horses which I think has been good for him, too. Definitely. Yeah. Well, good luck, Rachel. I'm glad you got to do the clinic. It, it probably, it sounded amazing. And we're, we wish you the best of luck here in the future. Thank you so much. All right. Thanks, Rachel. <coughs> Thank so, you. So there's one of the up-and-comers coming up. And uh, did you ever see Katie do a, Katie Prudent do a clinic or anything? I've never seen no, her do anything. No, mm-hmm. but she when you know when I first met Jennifer thirty years ago, that was a household name. I mean, she was up there with the George Morris. Oh yeah, of the world. for sure. Yeah. But I've never did the jumpers. I, you know, I grew up hunters. That's true. For, gosh, forever, and then I went straight to eventing. So I never really spent a lot of time in the jumpers. Right. Yeah. If I asked Emily that same question, she would ha- she would probably have ridden with her at some point. <laughs> She'd punch you in the face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, do you? want to do your training tip sure absolutely uh do we have a commercial to play or no nope well, nope we're good so every week now i've asked jamie if she would answer a listener question on training and most of you know for new listeners jamie is a super master certified monty roberts instructor uh queen of the planet earth and she, that didn't fit on my business card. No, so, so we're just going with uh, Monty Roberts, certified instructor. Um, and she is going to answer a listener question every week, which she gets from the auditor room. If you're not an auditor yet, go uh, sign up. Just go to horseinthemorning.com and click on the auditor banner for as little as a dollar a month. You can join the fun. All right. What did you pick this week? 
Okay. Well, I love asking. And then I end up like writing messages to everybody, answer them all anyway, because <laughs> I really want to help everybody. But the, the question that I chose this time, because there was a lot of people that kind of said that they have that problem too. And this one comes from April, April. And she says, I have a new project pony, relatively new. He's 13. He has had previous training, been turned out for years with no riding, owned by a friend of mine. And I'm essentially restarting him to see what he really knows. I wanted to see, uh, to, I wanted to try join up with him. Problem is that he always wants to be with any human. Anyways, I can't get him to leave me in the round pen. He won't stay away. In some ways it's good, but he seems to lack my respect. He says, seems to lack respect of my space. Sorry. How do I help him go away without breaking his love of humans? I hope this makes some sense. Uh, And then Sandy actually said, I hear you. My horses won't go away either. Mary says her horses won't leave either. So what we need to do is we need to first explain to you why your horse won't go away and kind of it could be insecurity you know oh i don't want to leave you because i already know i'm supposed to be near you probably not that and it's it's not you have to take you have to take the anthropomorphism <laughs> what's that word you, you and i can never say i know it. i'm not trying you you can mess it up yourself okay <laughs> anthropomorphism Think anthropomorphism. <laughs> Some of that. <laughs> which is when you are attributing human-like qualities to your animal uh, and vice versa. So, so your horse, don't think of them as they love you. Horses don't have that like dog thing that, that people do. Your horse can, can like you and appreciate you and see you, but you're not going to break their love by making them behave. Um, so probably what's most likely happening is your horse doesn't respect you and is probably challenging you. You know what mine is though? I'm going to throw another one in there with scooter because he does the same thing that these people are talking about. Uh, It's, it's, he gets treats and uh, you know, we've had to stop giving him treats by hand. I finally listened to you and stopped doing it because my God, do not give your horse treats by hand. Uh, you know, some horses, I guess, maybe can handle it. But, but, like, if I gave Zeus a hand treat, he would eat my hands for the well, rest of his life. Well, and that's the problem with Scooter is he's in he's in your space because and he's searching pockets and, you know, that's doing That's not the, okay. Yeah. So not well, okay. I know. Not you okay. were right. Blah, blah, blah. Put your yeah. dually halter on and create a bubble. <laughs> I don't let the horses in my bubble, okay? I have this bubble around me of safety. And they can come into the bubble when I go into their bubble. They can't come into mine. So... Yeah, but Jemmy what? doesn't help when she's here because she loves to have Scooter in her finish bubble. finish this training question, okay? <laughs> so, so you're giving me like off track here. So the horses, remember I explained last week that horses have been horses for 50 million years. And they've only been domesticated for 5,000 of that, give or take. And that's a very small amount for a horse to have this like genetically coded DNA survival of the fittest. This is what we do. And your horse in a herd, sure it's a domestic horse, but they still link back to how they were in the wild before humans. Your horse has a thing where it wants to be in charge. The lead horse of a herd is the mare and the lead horse in the herd tells the other ones where to put their feet. You go away. And if somebody makes her mad, she will send that horse away. 
How does she send that horse away in a very, by taking a very dominant body position? They don't talk. She's not going to yell at them. She's going to look at them in the eyes, eyes on eyes, shoulders square. She squares up to them, pins her ears and can like go towards them, you know, and, and scares them away. You guys have all seen that a million times where you're trying to bring your horses in at the gate. And this one's like, I'm going in next. And it turns around and sneers at the other one, pins its ears, looks it in the eye and says, go away. Predators also look the uh, horse in the eye when they are about to pounce, you know, about to get them. So it's a very dominant thing. And it says, move your feet, get out of my space, go away. So basically your horse won't leave you because she's like, uh, I'm in charge. I'm the lead mare. It's not that she loves you. It's that she's trying to be in charge of you and move your feet because the one who moves the feet of the other one is the one that's in charge. So what you have to do is to assume that the lead mare's role in this and say, you've got your horse in the round pen and you've, you know, when you go in to start a join up, you take him into the center of the arena and you think of a, the round pen as a clock Six o'clock is the gate. 12 o'clock is straight ahead. You take him in, you face 12 o'clock, you give him a little head rub. You face three o'clock, you face six o'clock, you face nine o'clock. Each time giving him a head rub, you take him up to two o'clock and you're going to release him at two. Don't release him in the middle of the round pin. Release him at, take him up to the rail at two o'clock. And you are going to unclip that lead rope. Okay, so you've got a lunge line on, say, uh, and you, or a lead rope. I would try, I would go with like a lunge line because it's longer. Uh, you unclip, you have the lines in your left hand, you unclip, you stare at that horse in the eye, you take a step back and you get big. Sometimes they can run away. So you got to watch out for the kick zone, but you take that step back to get out of the kick zone and you get big and you have the clip in your right hand. Cause you've just taken it off the halter and you have the lines in your left hand. You step back and you slap the lines across your body and you're looking at the horse eyes on eyes, shoulders square and send that horse away. Do not unclip the line. Look down at your feet. Make sure her feet are there. Step back. You unclip that line. Boom. You're big eyes on eyes, shoulders square. Send that horse away. And you stay behind that horse and behind that line of motion to keep driving the horse forward. You guys know if you step in front of a horse, when you're lunging it, or it's in the round pin, it turns and goes the other direction. So you want to stay behind it. Keep that line in your left hand and slap your leg. Boom, boom. Come on. Keep moving eyes on eyes. Do not take your eyes off that horse's eyes when you're in the round pen. And then you ask it to change direction by change the coils and put the coils in your right hand and you cut across. I usually turn them at 12 o'clock and never turn them by the gate because they always want to go out the gate and you turn them and you send them and you eyes on eye, shoulder square, boom, boom, boom. You're going, you're going, you're going. You send them. The reason we send the horses, it's not to exhaust them. Okay. When we're doing a join up, we're not trying to exhaust the horse and wear it out. What you're doing in the herd if the horse, if something scares the horse and that lead mare says, everybody run, the horses run. And they only go about a quarter of a mile to three eighths of a mile uh, in flight because if they get separated, if they get too far away, they don't want to be alone. They don't want to get hurt. So we're sending them. If you have a 50 foot round pin, five circles in one direction, five circles in the other, and then maybe four or five in the other direction, that's a quarter of a mile. That's not exhausting your horse. So you get that 
turned around to the original direction. You'll be more exhausted just, than your horse at that point. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. No, exactly. Because you're walking smaller circles in there, but you're eyes on eyes, shoulder square. You're sending them forward. You're making them move. And then say we want to we're back to that original direction. And you're like, hmm, I need to start thinking of adopting a, a different stance to ask slowly, invite the horse in. But you're looking for four signs of the horse to tell you when they are ready to come to you. And it's the licking and chewing. The inside ear will be on you. They will drop their head and they'll make a smaller circle. They, they can come off the rail. Some, you know, and when they come off the rail, you still have your eyes on eyes. So you're not inviting them in. You have to be the one to invite them in. You get, if they come towards you and you didn't ask them to come in, you get big, slap the line, move towards them. You be that lead mare and go send them away because they should come to you when you invite them to you. And trust me, she will not not love you anymore. Horses like boundaries, like children. They do better when they have some boundaries in all of life. So you go to invite them in. When they get back to 12 o'clock and you've seen those four signs and you're starting to want to ask them in for the join up, you are going to turn your shoulders sideways look down, breathe, you know, and, and you're going to invite them to you. They may stop at the wall. They may come in. You have to deal with whatever you get. Sounds like your horse will come straight into you and be like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, leader, please. And then you've got a horse that wants to be near you as opposed to a horse that is near you and on top of you or whatever. You ask them to follow up. You turn and walk towards their tail. They should circle around with you. How much easier is it to tack a horse up or to put a first saddle on a horse or to pick up feet when it's a horse that wants to stand near you, not on top of you, near you. If that horse comes on top of you, get big. I put my arms up in the air. I'm like, no, you can't come in. Eyes on eyes, shoulders square. That tells them to go away in their language. That's the whole point is that we are using their language. We're not speaking human to them. We're actually speaking horse. And I'm not kidding you. Your horse would be like, hmm, my human gets it. And then it'll happen where like other things in your life will improve with your horse because they know you speak their language. You know, you're not going to catch a horse in the pasture by walking up to it, staring at it in the eyes, coming at it, holding the halter up. They'll run away. You'll never catch them. You know, so you have to walk like Thor Every time, man, every time I would go to get him, he was like, mm, I'm a Mustang. You cannot look at me. And so you just walk up to them and just have your eyes on their neck or their feet or something or just the side, just not in their eyes. And you will have a very successful time going to catch your horse in the pasture, asking for the join up. Now that you know what your body language means, if you hold your breath, you're creating tension. So breathe, get big, get small, whatever you need to do to send your horse away and ask your horse to come back. Okay. I hope I answered that. I know that was a whole lot of stuff, but, um, there you go. Very well described. Very well. Well, it, it just all makes sense. If you just think about it, the way that you're talking to your horse, because they don't, they're not humans. They don't understand. Come here, baby. I love you so much. Do you know what kissing tells a horse? That tells him to go away. <laughs> so don't cluck, don't kiss, nothing like that. I can tell you why all that makes the horse has, go away. The only and question the I have is, has Chad's life gotten more miserable since you took this training? Are you doing the same thing to him? <laughs> <laughs> 
You know what? I got to tell you, I am, I have, I, I whistled to say, I need my dogs to come here. I go, I whistle and the dogs come. And now, and I'm like, Lucas, get over here. Come on. <laughs> so I whistle to my child and I cluck to my husband. I'll be, he's in the kitchen. I'm like trying to cook with this tiny little tiny home. I'll be like, get out of the way. <laughs> so I definitely probably do do that. I will say that this has made me a more uh, patient. It doesn't sound like it all the time, but I promise you, I am a much more patient person and I have more peace around the horses. I'm calmer because I'm very clear about what I'm telling the horse. And I'm very clear now because I understand what I'm telling the horse and why the horse is doing what it's doing. Because I can't catch my horse. Well, quit looking at it in the eye while you're going up to it, holding the halter in the air. How about put the halter over your shoulder? Make a little like, you know, pick a flower on your way out. Whatever you need to do, just don't go out there like, I'm going to catch my horse. And then the horse is like, hmm, what are they doing? I think I want to go over there. You know, and make your horse go away. Be big. Be clear about your body language. So I hope that helped y'all. And uh, if you have any more follow-up questions, you can email me on Facebook or Email me at jamie at horseradionetwork.com. Sounds good. Thank you, Jamie. And now it's time for some really bad ads. Attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. Hey, and I know some people wanted updates on Zeus and how all of that's going. Let's remember to do that on Monday, okay? <laughs> I'll just tell you real quick, I got another ultrasound of him, and they ultrasound him, and he's like, well... That looks good. It's about 75%. So in 30 uh, days, we're going to ultrasound him again. And then they said in 30 days, I might be able to get back to work. Oh, yay. Good. Yay. So, yeah, good, good and bad. If, keep him quiet. <laughs> so, Five months. You yeah. keep him quiet as he runs around rearing and galloping. Yes. And going crazy <laughs> yeah, that's the fashion. problem. Yeah. Well, it is time for tack, or t- time for a really bad ad sponsored by Tack of the Day. And this is the time of the week when listeners submit really bad ads, usually from Facebook or Craigslist. And we just have a little fun with them. And today, it is sponsored by Tack of the Day. Of course, Tack of the Day is the home for the daily deal in the equestrian world, tackoftheday.com. And a little birdie told me that what is coming up at noontime, the products always change at noon. So by the time you're hearing this, it's probably changed. And you have, uh, you're going to be all happy today because you never see these on sale. You never see these discounted, and that's Charles Owen helmets. So oh apparently, gosh. they have a lots of styles of Charles Owen helmets that are coming up. And we don't we don't see them. We don't have them here in front of us either because we're getting told ahead of time. But Charles Owen helmets, take a look at tacktheday.com at noontime and see what they have. Because t- you have you ever seen them? I don't know. I think I've ever seen them on sale. To be honest, I don't think I've ever seen a Charles Owen helmet on sale. But what's cool about uh, Tag of the day is it may start at noon today, which is Friday, the 25th, and it goes all weekend. So the Friday ones go all the way till Monday morning. So you've got if all they weekend have some to shop. left. If so, they have some left. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing hurry, that but... they don't have large quantities of these just from experience. So you'll definitely want to 
check it out as soon as possible. They also have local gloves, uh, regular and winter strength, and those are another product you don't see on sale too often. They're really nice gloves, by the way. If you've never worn them, especially their winter ones, you're going to want to you're going to want to definitely get a pair of those. So uh, Charles Owen Helmets Roco Gloves this weekend at tackoftheday.com, but you want to stop by there every day anyway and see what the individual sales are. Uh, okay, let's uh, let's do some really bad ads, and we're going to start. By the way, you're all going to be happy because a couple of our favorites have submitted ads. Matter of fact, three of our favorites have submitted ads today, and we're going to start with Gemma. Hey, it's Gemma looking to win Glenn's flea-infested box of crap with ISO <laughs> for a free horse to a amazing home. Hi. I am currently looking for a free horse, a sound one, aren't we all? Anyway, I am 14 and have been looking for a while with my best friend. We have currently been training a Frisian filly and now looking for something to love and train on. If you are looking for an everlasting home for your horse, this is it. Please message me if you want your horse to go into a good home. We are experienced riders. We can promise your horses to be loved for the rest of their lives, to go on adventures, and to be pampered and loved. We have even been looking into trick training. Every horse deserves to be loved by at least one little girl. We are those little girls. Are they? You think they're forty? Okay, I was gonna say they might be fourteen, but they sound like they wrote it on behalf of their four-year-old sister. What the heck was that? By the way, Gemma, I'm throwing this out there. One day when Jamie's not here, I want to co-host with you. I think you would be great on the show. I love. I'll be happy to take Monday off. (laughs) There you go, Gemma. You're free. She was in school forever, so we could never get her to co-host. You got the next one. That's fantastic. Chelsea, short but sweet. Remember, by the way, if you record the ad like into your phone and send it to us, uh, you get two times the entries. All right. Chelsea says that she found this one. This is in Brandywine, Maryland. Oh, well, I mean, this if this doesn't give you the information, I don't know what will. <laughs> Horses. Horses is the title. One Paso Fino horse months. $1,800. Months, one Paso. So is that the title? There's so much wrong with it. The title says horses, and then it's one horse, one Pasofino horse months. Like, like they deleted the months. Yeah, but there's no explaining bad ads like that. I'm sorry, I can't help. And and we did forget to mention, and I know Gemma mentioned this that the prizes this month are one flea-ridden box of crap out of my closet. Uh, and hopefully with dead fleas now because we had it sprayed again. And oh, then uh, a book so called Kinesiology Taping for Horses. So that book was written by somebody whose name I am, is worse than kinesiology, so I'm not saying it. Uh, Open but the it's, box outside. It's Taping for Equine Health, Fitness, and Performance. So apparently Gemma wants my flea-ridden box of crap. Somebody else does too. Allison, <laughs> she sent the next one Okay. In. You read it. Pony for sale. Buy at your own risk. This is Tex. He is an eight-month-old miniature stud pony. He got the name Tex because his attitude is the size of Texas. 
I'm guessing he stands about 34 inches of craziness, but I'm not sure because when I try to measure him, he goes in reverse. So let's just say his ears are about 34 inches from the ground. You do the math. He does buck, bite, rear, and on occasion will strike out at you. (laughs) Great. I want it today. But on the bright side, he is super adorable, which is why Uh he gets away with all that crap. Uh, Tech shows potential as a trick pony. (laughs) Biting, kicking, and rearing. Or a kid's pony if your kids are the sort that will never actually groom, ride, or in any way react with the money pit of an equine you've put in the backyard for years of butt mommy, please. That was all one sentence. And he is super adorable. So basically, if your kids don't want to do anything with the pony, including look at it or touch it, this is perfect. Tex would also be a good addition for your fitness routine. Go out and catch him. Go ahead. And he loves mints and and the hand holding the mint. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All in the same mouthful. He is super adorable. We'll be sold with a will not buy back contract for $250. <laughs> This is everything you were just talking about, right? I mean, just... uh, with one slight addendum, and that is geld that stuff, man. Oh yes. my god, why is it geld it? Geld it. His name Gelded. is Tex. <sighs> yeah, Amazing. we could all picture this little monster too, right? Uh, oh, yeah. I think you should get this one for training, you know, purposes too. Oh, my God. Geld it. (laughs) You'll be fine. Uh, Jenny sent the next one in. My loss, period. This is the title of a Craigslist ad. My loss dot one slash four horse dash P-H-I-L-L-Y and Redbrone. What? One (laughs) dollar. I'm reading the title. My loss, period, one slash four horse dash P-H-I-L-L-Y, Philly, and Redbrone dash one dollar. (laughs) <laughs> the horse is from Philly. It's a quarter horse from Philly. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's a quarter horse from Philly. Um, I rescued both, period. Both the what? red road is one-fourth horse. Had her feet done. No shoes. Good girl. One-fourth mare, Philly. Looking to place in GD home. <laughs> I don't think they know what that means. Make it an offer. <laughs> okay. What, what did they think it meant? Good. Oh, they thought it was, <laughs> I got it. See, to place I couldn't even get home. good out of it. I was going the other direction. <laughs> We've I don't been, think you mean what, what do you think that means. <laughs> We've been doing this way too long. <laughs> We've been doing too long. Looking to place a GD home. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you think about it, that's something somebody from Philly would say. So you I'm, know what? That's a, that's a super adorable pony is looking to place in a GD home, too. <laughs> That's a very Philly thing. <laughs> and you know, Philadelphia is known for its quarter horses. Yeah, big, big only breeding one program there. Horse. <laughs> one fourth of a horse. Uh, Robin submitted her own, and she sent it. And let's take a listen to that. X Buckin B U C K I N horse for sale. All one word. Dot dot rides decent. Dot dot on the ground hole to catch dot dot huge trust issues dot dot roped a little on him dot dot travels out good huge trot fast walk 15.3 tall pry pry 1100 pounds pry pry three shoe on front located in bakersfield california open to offers need gone cowboy horse 
<laughs> three what? shoes on the front. <laughs> Where they got three feet on the front? What? How do you do that? What? <laughs> <laughs> was, was was the were those beeps because? She beeped uh, out bad words. Uh, or she did or Jennifer did. I think somebody beeped out bad words, yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I just, three that? shoes on the front stuck out to me because I've never seen a horse with three shoes on the front. Well, you know. Maybe it's just a really one. bad farrier. I don't know. That's just about it. Okay, trailer's yours. Wow, this is a beauty. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is a trailer of the week, sort of. It's what's left of a trailer of the week. Uh, Project Two Horse Trailer in East Orlando. Oh, down our way, Jemmy. Uh, needs work equals don't know what all it needs. I can tell you what it needs. You will have to evaluate the trailer for yourself. We recommend loading it on a trailer and taking it home. So you're going to have to load your trailer on a trailer. $300 <laughs> cash takes it. No title. Of course not. You'll get a bill of sale if requested. Nobody wants one. Uh, the measurements, I remember, are 7 foot 11 inches. Wow, it's a really tall trailer. Uh, and 6 foot tall. Uh, I don't know. It's just Actually, it says 7 foot by 11 feet. Oh, on the outside <laughs> to outside. It's not usually how you measure a trailer, but okay. This is not a trailer that you want to do anything with. And I love the last line, all in caps. Those are currently the only pictures I have, so please don't ask for more pictures as I don't have them and I cannot get them. So this actually just needs to be recycled. Yes. I mean, if you can, do, can you recycle rust? <laughs> it's called a trash heap. It's called a trash heap. It's called a dump. A salvage dump. yard. <laughs> I don't think the metal people that do recycling really want just rust, which is all this is left. I don't so think they like could do much feeder. with rust. There's a feeder area in the front. It's a two front round trailer. It's red and white, sort of, was, just maybe. covered in rust. But the feeder, <laughs> it it looks like somebody poured acid on it and like it <laughs> ate away the metal because there's just giant holes and rust everywhere. It's a that is a tetanus shot waiting to happen. This trailer's been out in Florida weather much too long, much much too long. You will get tetanus if you look at this trailer. <laughs> I love the first line. Don't know what all it needs. Yes, you do. It needs everything. It's simple. It's, everything. Yeah. Yes. It's it's worthless. And and by the way, what are they selling it for? Three hundred dollars cash. Over. Yeah, you should be paid three hundred dollars to take it away. Do you know how like how fun that would be to have just like all these old trailers in your yard and like have kids come and play on them? You can charge. Yeah. No. Just no. kidding. Don't do that. <laughs> I was just gonna say. <laughs> Terrible idea. <laughs> Oh, Brittany sent the next one. This is on from no, actually, Fa- oh, no, Audra, Audra sent, sent the next, the next one. one. And Brittany posted it in Ohio Horses Supplies Equipment Tech on Facebook. You oh, okay. This has got to be a kid. <laughs> or this is a young, a young girl. Unicorn emoji. Unicorn for sale. Unicorn emoji. Unfortunately, moving expenses, a wedding forces me to sell. Sorry, there's nobody to get the phone. They're all out of town. <laughs> I have a nine-year-old 15 two-hand appendix gelding. He'll run any size pattern and he'll run on any ground. Rarely. Rarely out of the money. Nothing bothers this fella. 100% sound, loves attention and people. Stands for farrier, bathes, trailers, cross ties, etc. PM for price. In the comments, it was Steve. <laughs> this is the Steve 
commented, cancel the wedding and keep the horse. You'll be much happier in the long run. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what's wrong with that? Just unicorn emoji. What's wrong with that? I, you know, I just well done, Steve. Wedding. And then I, all I could think about was, please tell me that was a landline ringing and it's on a dial-up rotary phone. Uh, Glenn, why? It's not. I don't think it's rotary, but it's a landline <laughs> okay. in their home. And um, I, I actually Is it still attached it. with a cord. Please tell me it's not wireless and it has a yes, cord. And I unplugged okay. it and it still rings. I don't understand. <laughs> There's some sort of demon possessing this cold ass Oklahoma home that has dial up uh, an Internet Explorer. I don't know how to live. I don't know how these You're in a live. time warp. <laughs> You're Can I living. just tell you what somebody said to me today? Yes. This morning, yes. I just have to. Oh, is this another Oklahoma you? saying? We need a bumper, Jimmy, for the Oklahoma sayings. Maybe a bit of uh, Oklahoma, <laughs> the song, is the bumper. We need to, we need something here. Oh, I, Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping down the plain. Perfect. There you go. All done. You're welcome. I've been in one play in my entire life, and it was Oklahoma. Really? I've ever been in. Is that true? That is absolutely the truth. And I even had one line. And What, uh, what was the line? Do you remember? It. Yeah, of course I remember. It's the only play I've ever been in and I had one line. <laughs> the line was, <clears throat> are you ready? <clears throat> yeah. Who's going to be the auctioneer? <laughs> <laughs> did it take you a long time to did memorize you, did that? Did you have to pencil in freckles on your face yeah. when you did that? <laughs> I think I did. And I was in like a peasant skirt, you know. Oh, I like, love it. Thanks. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Hey, I was pretty good at finding your old blog. I got to dig out footage of that too. <laughs> no, there's none. There's none. I was like 11. Okay. <laughs> it's a <laughs> challenge. All right. Yeah. So no. So this is what happened to uh, me this morning. It was 19 degrees, and we're still under construction. And this, um, I gotta get. The- I, see, I can't remember this stuff. I actually, I have to write it down because I'm like, I'm sorry. Stop. <laughs> what did you just say? Okay. I have a lot more. And, and the reason we haven't done a bumper is I keep thinking I'm going to run out of things and I, I haven't run out yet. So, um, I had my, my window was frozen over. So I get out and I'm like, how am I going to get, you know, I'm trying to take Lucas to school. How am I going to get the ice off the windshield? I can't use, use it. It's frozen. There's ice on it. So you need an ice scraper. So I had all these guys out there. And I said, does anybody have an ice scraper? Because, of course, I don't have one. I'm from freaking Arizona. I don't have ice scrapers in my car. The guy's like, yeah, I got one. And so he pulls it out. And he's like, we get it. We get it. And I was like, oh, OK. And he gives it to his assistant to do. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm just in a huge hurry. I'll do it. He's like, nah. And he tells his assistant again, okay, I want you to repeat after me. Gitchy. Glenn. Gitchy. I was like, trying to think about itch- what word you said. Gitchy? Like itchy with a G. Okay. Okay. Gitchy. 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 Justa. Justa. Peepo. Peepo. P-E-E-P-O. Gitchy, okay. Justa, Peepo? Gitchy, Justa, Peepo. Hey, Gitchy, Justa, Peepo. I said, ah. <laughs> I'm like. <laughs> I got nothing. What's that mean? <laughs> Thank you. Because so, I was like, I got to go. And they, they got the ice scraper. They're taking forever. I'm like, I got to go. It's okay. You don't have to worry about it. He's like, get you just a peepo. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm here. I don't, Where do I you don't know live? <laughs> right? What the hell? Where did I move? Get you just a peepo. 
And he and so the guy that scrapes the ice scrapes a little circle. And I was like, what what did you say? He's a like, get you just a peepo. Get you just a peepo. Get you just a peephole. Oh. That's what he was saying. Just do a little peephole. Because <laughs> the guy did scrape like a little circle, like a peephole. And I go, oh, <laughs> peephole. Get yourself just a peephole. Get you just a peephole. Get you just a peephole. All right, that's it. I don't care what the technology involved cause. I'm hooking you up with like an everlasting recorder. So you just, people are constantly just recorded. 24 hours a day. I write this stuff down, Jimmy. That's the best I can do. I'm like, I'm going to pull out a microphone and be like, I'm sorry, could you repeat that? Here we go. We could have so much fun with all of these in our openers. We could have so much fun. Get you just a peephole. Come on. Get you just a And how do people work? I was like, well, I need a little more than that <laughs> to drive <laughs> safely. <laughs> and he scrapes off a little more. And I was like, cool. Thank you. Bye. And I re- left all the way to drop the <laughs> You need oh. more than just a peepo. I That's what you need. Little, you need more than just a peepo. I need a peepo. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Sorry. All right. Uh, Marissa sent the following one in. Oh, God. I. Let me just read it first. Uh, Marissa said the following in. Here is a wonderfully odd hand-painted sewing table. This table would be great as a small desk or side table in your living room. It is hand-painted with a horse-like portrait on top. I'm going to see this in my nightmare. I got to tell you, this is is the ugliest. (laughs) I hate to pick on people's art because it's all subjective. But that horse face is disturbing. I'm gonna I'm gonna dream about this. And the and horse gonna is well. gonna get laminitis because look how fat it is. That's that too. But the horse is disturbing. That's and I don't even know Tina how to describe Turner-like it. Hair. It's Tina it's, Turner. It's yes. it's painted in white face, so I'm offended technically. <laughs> no. I don't know how to describe this painting. It is <laughs> I don't get it. I you know, we're it. not gonna post this one on our Facebook page. We'll post this in the auditor room, but I will not post this because you don't want to scare everybody? Yeah, I, it's, I, it's freaky. It's, it's frightening. <laughs> it's, the problem you know. with posting things on our Horses in the Morning Facebook page is that people, like, literally, like, will paint, post a really bad ad trailer, and people will ask us, what do you take for it? Yeah, and exactly. We're like, it's it's not sell. art. <laughs> so if we post this, people are going to think we're selling it, and it's going to look bad on us. I don't know. I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I almost think that we should It's really bad, though. It. You know, there are a lot of bad paintings of horses. If you go to even high-end galleries, you'll see not... It's a special talent to paint a horse. I don't know. There's. I am better than that. Like, that's just... I don't know what that is. The face uh, is disturbing. All right, let's... Lucas is better than that. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's six. True. It's true. All, All right. right Lorene sent in the next one. Another and she one of our sent favorites. it in herself. Yay. Yay. Here we go. Hi. This is Laureen Barden, and I'm going to read a really bad ad. And it says, flashy gelding horse, $1,500. Cute started for yo TB gelding, 15 hands. NC zip. And then it gives an address. UTD. 
This little turd is still looking for his right next home. Although some lady got really mad when I wouldn't discuss selling him for her children. Parentheses, I guess she figured she had good chances of at least one surviving. <laughs> Big personality. He is so fancy and is going to make a really nice horse with miles. I recently had surgery and just can't do it. Dot, dot, dot. It's going to be months before I can really ride again. I'm probably still a month out from being able to do farm chores, which means my poor wife is absolutely exhausted. Up until then, I thought a woman was writing this, but whatevs. He's been off work over the holidays, and I would suggest picking back up by riding on a lunge line for a little while. He has figured out his TB roots and is in the whole ass phase. <laughs> Train him as a happy hunter and get a nice return on your work. That was my plan. He has never raced or seen a track. Videos on YouTube channel. That's it. That's the ad. Have a great day, guys. Oh, Lorene, you just made my day. <laughs> I want to see the video now. <clears throat> You know what? Oh, you don't need a whole video. You just get you just a peepo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You have the last one. It's long, but worth uh, it. Final God. one for the day. Long. Okay. Linda sent this one in and it's from Facebook. Are you tired of riding the same horse over and over again? Ready to spice up the routine day to day, regardless of English discipline? Do I have the horse for you? Introducing the 1996 6.5. 16.2 hand-high black behemoth formerly known as Bugsy. Double registered in the USHJA and NTHJC under the show name Mercilago. <clears throat> because much like the car, every time you take it out of the garage, your only option is to stomp on the gas. <laughs> Do you not have a good relationship with your farrier? No problem. Instantly build a better relationship by having them out on a bi-weekly basis to reattach their own shoes. <laughs> this model is as fit and sprightly as they come despite throwing himself in the ground anytime a leaf hits his rump too hard and he insists he's dying. During your ownership, Bugsy, you will learn to self-diagnose almost every lameness known to a man and he will be faking all of them. <laughs> but wait, <laughs> there's more. Special features include how did Slobber get on my shoulder if I'm on his back? Number two, I ask him to canter and he's only using three legs. And finally, where the hell is this stop button? And more. Watch ponies and people's flee before your very own eyes as the horse sprays dirt from his hooves in a 15 meter circle around him wherever he goes, all because you can't slow him the heck down. <laughs> Trail riding warrior saying, no problem. Bugsy is equipped with the my tail is on fire feature, which will have you begging for sweet release of a walk in no time. You like dressage? Perfect. Learn advanced dressage moves with Without even asking for them, just because you're not smart enough to let them gallop around the arena as a warm up. Tempi changes, half passes, passage, counter canner circles, and corners, turn on the forehand and haunches, all achievable if you just don't let them go forward. <laughs> you do like jumping? Great! This maniac of a monstrosity will jump anything and everything, whether you want to or not. You may only test him at the farm he's currently at, as putting him on a trailer is akin to pushing a lit rocket onto a subway car. <laughs> That's selling it. <laughs> there are lots of people not selling their horses today. <laughs> um. 
you can just picture this horse though, can't you? I mean, Do you know what's really <laughs> terrible is that like I really want that. I horse. know, I knew you would. <laughs> <laughs> Do you love it, Jen? Honest to God, an ad agency better pick that person up. That was fantastic. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it did make you want the horse. It's like, well, then I can do that horse. Yeah, I want that horse. <laughs> you can get it right along with the mini from earlier. You can the yeah. mini stud pony and that horse. You'll have your hands full for uh, a year. Uh, I'll be really busy. Uh, <laughs> fantastic. Well, everybody, thank you for sending in your really bad ads. We really appreciate it. And uh, y'all are awesome. Yes, thank you so much. And next week, we will pick the prizes for the fleet-ridden box of crap out of my closet. And also, the book. For those who are new here, what he means is he had a lot of fleas in his house, and he had to have his house fumigated. The box of crap is all of the extra swag that he gets mailed to him because everybody thinks he's, you know, what are you, the president of podcasting or the god of podcasting yeah, or the best like podcaster yeah. on the planet yeah. or something yeah. like that. Anyway, so people send him planet horse Earth. swag. Planet so Earth. he's going to box it all up because he sits in his closet, and he's going to send it to you. My suggestion would be to open the box outside and far away from your home. <laughs> Just in case. Just in case. There are are still fleas in it. (laughs) Do you know this flea thing? I figured it out. Kind of figured it out yesterday. Between everything we had to have done over that month of nightmare, it cost us almost $1,000 to deal with the fleas by the time we were done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why you got to get it right done. Get it done right the first time. You just burn the house down. (laughs) We felt like it. There were a couple times we felt like it, but I think we're flea free now. So thank God. All right, that's it for this uh, day. We'll be back on Monday. We have a full week of shows for you next week. So look forward to talking to you then. Have a terrific, freezing cold, frigid weekend. Stay warm. Spay, neuter, geld, everybody. Have a good one. Thanks, Jimmy. I'll see you later, Jimmy. We have to record today, too. You get more of me. Aren't you lucky? Get you just a peepo, Jimmy. God. <laughs> <laughs>